Welcome to KC Corner, episode 57. 57. Good morning, Brooksy. Happy Thursday. Yes, happy Thursday. A little bit different. Thank you for adjusting schedule today. No problem. Where were you coming back from this week? Yeah, great week, man. Durham, North Carolina. Had a chance to see those grandbabies. It was absolutely (laughs) fantastic to see. The crazy Fleming household up there. The (laughs) crazy. You know, it's spring break up there. Well, I guess... Because it's spring break, their house is even full, more oh, full. Nice. So, uh, Allie's up there, Katie's up there, Grace Hooper's there. You know, it's it's a small little house. Uh, we've actually they, we rented a, a little Airbnb to kind of have a little bit more room. I think right. the Flemings yep. are up there, Mr. and Mrs. Fleming today. So, but seeing those grandbabies, Brooksy, it was it was awesome. When when do they move to Virginia? Uh, probably right around April, end of April, May. They'll be heading that way, packing so. up the crew. Packing up the crew. <laughs> a few hours and moving now. a few hours north. Exactly. The, <laughs> the adventure continues. But, you know, as we rolled, in, we rolled into Durham, just the joy of knowing this was part of God's story for their life. And just to be so grateful for that town, that community, the church they're part of. And I think for all of our lives, I mean, our lives have seasons. Our lives have different times. And to know that the Lord is over all of them and God is gracious. So no matter where you find yourself today, just don't forget you're a part of God's amazing story. And it may be in a chapter or a part of a chapter that you're not thrilled with or you can't wait to get to the next one. But I think the more that we trust that God's plan unfolds and he's a good father and Jesus is a sufficient savior and the Holy Spirit empowers us for it all. It just changes things. And so as Katie and I rolled into Durham, we're just singing God's praises, saying, God, thanks for this town. You know, I never I never had, I wasn't, a didn't grow up a Duke fan. I you know, <laughs> didn't know a lot about uh, Durham or that, that triangle area of mm-hmm. Raleigh, Durham, and, and uh, uh, Chapel Hill. But it's a cool place. And more than anything, just to realize that God, you know, God was there. Mm-hmm. And they unfortunately don't get to watch their Duke Blue Devils in the NCAA tournament this year. I think they got an asterisk put in there, like, oh, COVID stopped. Yeah, they, exactly. They, they, there are some excuses it. thrown so, around. That, for sure. So, <laughs> well, interesting. We can, we can get into the important stuff now with uh, what you meant to say. Brooks, my grandkids are the important <laughs> things. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what I meant to say. Hey, you know, Sunday, when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life, uh, I, I felt in many ways that Sunday was... A bit of a line in the sand for for me and for King's Chapel to realize that you know we are living in a time where Christian values are not upheld that we are not the dominant cultural value uh, uh, values in, in our society um, that we really are swimming upstream and so for Jesus to say hey listen I am personally the way I am the truth I am the life uh, and if that is the case we we are not the way we are not the truth we are not the the life and so what I really had hoped to say is is the the fact that you know as Christians are we living that out are we believing that and it seems like there's many things that will say oh yeah 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 Jesus is the way okay the way to heaven uh, okay yeah he's 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 truth oh yeah yeah but when it comes to day-to-day living um, are we lying relying on him that he is the truth are we or are we determining what is true? And you think of all of the things with society these days of of marriage and how to live or 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 how to even die or who has the right to die, who has the right to to life. Um, um, do we bring the truth of the Bible that Jesus is the truth to those things, or are we determining it? And I I feel like as a society, even as Christians, uh, we've 
we we kind of try to determine too much what we think is true except the god's word or what we think is the way or how do we live our lives and so i think there's a real change with that so really what i, I try to say is hey uh, if this is true it should really affect the way we live mm-hmm. it's so true also what you're saying people like to just take out a few one two things out of the bible and then the other one's like oh this is out, outdated now it doesn't apply to us and no no it's the whole whole bible is the truth and i'm learning that myself brooks i mean i I've, I've said many times i mean i by god's grace i've been a christian uh for since i was like four years old i asked jesus into my life and you know i knew of him and knew of his word and yet how many times in my own life have i just lived as if yeah, I know this isn't right, but uh, I'm going to do it anyway. Or, uh, you know, this is what I want and I'm going to go this route. And just not living um, with the reality that he's the way, the truth, the life. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So <laughs> moving on with the I Am series. This is it. We got one more, man. Dun- Dunzo. Dunzo. <laughs> it's changed your life forever. <laughs> forever. <is that? laughs> forever. Uh, this is I Am the True Vine. It's out of John 15. Again, we're still in that upper room discourse where... Jesus is talking uh, to his disciples right before the cross. It's so incredibly good and rich and beautiful. And um, again, I, I kind of want to tell you what's in 16 and 17 because there's more great stuff, including this high priestly prayer in 17. But he says, I'm the true vine. And we're, what I want to hit on Sunday, what I hope to say, and I again, I don't want to give too much away, but he, he will say, um, you have to abide with me. You can do nothing apart from me. And the only way you'll uh, uh, bear fruit is to abide with me. And that's a word, how often have you used the word abide? Not very often. Yeah, yeah. And so it's one of those words that are, are it's our union with Christ. What does it mean to abide with Christ? And that's what's hit me this time around is, how do we unpack that abiding in Christ? And he will say, Things like, listen, not only can you do nothing apart from me, but if you love me, we talked about this in our book, if you love me, you will obey my commandments and my commandments are loving one another and and laying our lives down for one another. So uh, what does it mean to abide with Christ? And also we'll see that, that it's interesting that not only can we not bear fruit apart from being united with Christ, but that it says that, listen, the Father is... The vine dresser, he he owns it all, and and he is the true vine. Jesus is, and we're the branches. So you have this beautiful connection of father, son, and and his people, and that 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 life flows through all of them. But he says that uh, if you don't bear fruit, I'm going to cut you off. But if you do bear fruit, I'm going to prune you so you bear more. And so both those who don't bear fruit and those who do, they both get to get the knife, so to speak. <laughs> they both are cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about this life. I mean, we're going to be cut. We're going to be, we're going to have challenges. There's going to be things that come, but we are not cut um, by the father um, in, in a needless way. We are pruned, you know, and we're pruned. Why? To bear more fruit. And that's what brings him glory. So I think back of my 55 years and think, man, by God's grace, there were things that it didn't feel good, but he was pruning me. He was pruning my life. Why? So more fruit would be born for his glory. And, uh, um, you know, it's like we, we, we see that pruning scissors come out. No, you know, no, no, please, Lord, don't take that away. Or, 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 you know, please, no. And then we realize that 
man, it's it really is for our good and His glory. Mm-hmm. Sounds like to steal your term, diving into the deep end this week. Yeah, diving <laughs> into the deep end. So here we going go. Going out with a bang for the exactly. Last one. <laughs> I hope so. And and again, I, I've loved Jesus in His own words. The I am is just absolutely incredible. So it's been it's been it's been a joy. Sounds good. We are we can continue on with transforming grace our book that we've been going through a book that we've been going through and, maybe like every other week yeah i know <laughs> but it's been such a good book and i and i really love this and again it's jerry bridges and jerry bridges uh is with the lord now but he has he's written some fantastic things and and this was transformative in his life transformative in mine and this great stuff and this chapter called to be free brooks and, mm-hmm. and uh uh, you you mentioned that this you had more notes on this chapter than any other. Yeah, yeah, I, it was taking up a lot of space in my phone. So I'll start <laughs> I'll start it off with a quote that I liked was, "Often we do not enjoy our freedom in Christ because we are afraid of what others will think. Mm. We do or don't do certain things because of a fear that we'll be judged or gossiped about by others. But standing firm in our freedom in Christ means we resist the urge to live by the fear of what others think." Well, wow, that that's hitting home for me because I'm such a people pleaser mm-hmm. and. You know, to think about the weight that we give to others and what they they think of us uh, is is it's it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, there's one guy on my hockey team that I don't think likes me. I mean, I, I don't know, uh, and I, I'm always I have that weird personality. Like, well, everybody's got to like me. I'm I'm nice, you know, but mm-hmm. he's he's kind of a a, a a tough, rugged guy, and I'm just like, man, why doesn't he like me? And, and then the weight of that into my life, and am I Am I hiding my Christianity to try to get his approval? You know, is there, um, and, and again, I'm set free in Christ, but am I really, what am I trying to do? So that's yeah, a little bit I crazy. I think that's a good example in like a locker room setting or just a group of friends, guys particularly maybe, that's easy just to not stand up for certain things or bring them up just in a group setting to know, keep it, keep it cool and just want to be friends with everyone and not start any fights or anything. I know, it's, it's true. <laughs> but, but, you know, as Paul says in Galatians that, you know, we've been set free and don't let anything else bring us under bondage. And oftentimes it's, it's that legalism. It's that trying to uh, maybe earn something. I, I love the quote in this is legalism is first of all, anything we do or don't do in order to earn favor with God it is concerned with rewards to be gained or penalties to be avoided. This is legalism we force on ourselves. And, you know, it's it's uh, it's also a go on to say, secondly, you know, legalism insists on conforming to man-made rules and religions and requirements. And, you know, Christianity broke into my, my family line with a lot of legalistic roots. A lot of legalism was entangled in uh, that Um my, my, my grandparents came to Christ with Free Methodist Church and my mom grew up being told that movies were bad and, and you know, there's a, there's a lot of do's and don'ts and, mm-hmm. and, uh, um, and I see there's some, there's some really good things that were probably underneath some of those decisions and there was some wisdom there. But when you start putting up the do's and don'ts, they become the God. I mean, that, that becomes what's ultimately important and didn't you didn't you have an example of this what, what does he say yeah, about he, this in the example in the book he talked about 
Um, his mom wouldn't let him go to like these pool halls, pool bars when he was a kid or in high school or whatever. Right. And so growing up, he thought that it was a sin to play pool when really right. she was just keeping him away from the gambling and drinking and fighting and stuff and everything that goes on in the pool halls. Well, you know, and I, and I think, it's, isn't that interesting? Obviously, uh, you know, pool is not evil in and of itself. It's mm-hmm. like, like guilt by association. You know, <laughs> what, 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 is, what is associated with pool? And, and I think... That, that is true in a lot of things. You know, there's there's things that we should avoid and flee from. And, and it's really good to avoid temptation and, you know, putting filters on your computer to help you with the Internet or, or things like that. But we have to be careful. I mean, Christ has set us free. He has perfectly fulfilled the law. Um, and, you know, he, he is uh, enough and sufficient for us. And yet, uh, we can't use our, our freedom for licentiousness, like living any way we want to. It doesn't matter how I live because I've been set free. And remember what we said earlier, if we love Jesus, we're going to obey him. But we got to be careful of these man-made rules. And, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I remember a conversation um, with somebody uh, associated with our family um, who... <laughs> I was listening to some music. It was Christian music and the singer had long hair and they're like, Oh my goodness. You know, is he really a Christian? He has long hair. It was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> Jesus had long hair. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming I'm stepping out. So, uh, um, and we could start putting together, you know, putting alongside of the gospel, these things that should keep us from sinning, but they become the most important things. And that's a little scary. Yep, yep, and two two last quotes there um, from this chapter. In Christianity, instead of promoting our freedom, we stress our rules of conformity, and then we are much more concerned about someone abusing, abusing his freedom than we are about his guarding it. So we always think, like you were saying, if given freedom, like they may go crazy, but in reality, a lot of times, you know, we end up putting too many walls up for ourselves. Yeah, and, you know, I think we, we again, that becomes... That becomes our focus. Mm-hmm. Instead of Jesus, our, our walls become our focus. And yep. if our walls are our focus, we miss the beauty of who he is. You know, Just worry about not doing something wrong. Yeah. And, you know, I think that there's a fallacy with that too, Brooks, is that, you know, we think if we have walls, we're safe. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, man, our hearts are so evil and they're so prone to wander. And <laughs> there's a sense you cannot put up enough walls. And I don't think that the, the point is putting up walls. Read that first quote again. You had two. What was that? In Christianity, instead of promoting our freedom, we stress our rules of conformity. Yeah. Tell me, how, how do you see that play out? What, 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 what does that look like for you? Uh, I think kind of what you were just saying of we end up building so many walls around different things that may create like a maze almost where can't do this, can't do this. Like, okay, well, what? You know, then you start telling people this, like, what can we do then? Right. You can scare them off, I think, when in reality we're completely free. You know, and, and think about how wonderfully winsome freedom is. And if, if we could live our lives free in Christ, how winsome that would be to our the world. But what does the world see? Oftentimes they see the walls. Mm-hmm. And they see the walls that we've put up that are that are not the gospel, you mm-hmm. know? And again, I, I, I think there's wisdom of, you know, we don't want to, you know, just let's, let's use this pool example. It's not like we want to just hang out in the pool halls, you know, <laughs> that, Hey, I'm free, man. I'm going to do that. And it's probably in many ways, not the greatest place to hang out. Um, but at the same time, you know, I love the picture of Jesus. Think of the prodigal God story that mm-hmm. we've been reading that, that, uh, um, Jesus was so uh, at ease with sinners. Mm-hmm. He was so at ease with with the tax collectors, the prostitutes, the sinners. Why? Because 
there wasn't those false walls, you know? And, mm -hmm. and I think the Pharisees had such a hard time because they had all the walls and they, they were like, Jesus, how can you live your life without walls? You know, how can you, how can you not wall out those bad people? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, um, yet that's the ones he came to seek and to save. And so how do we do it? We need wisdom. Uh, we need gospel wisdom and God's word. I mean, how do we live our lives free in a winsome way, but we're not, licentiousness it doesn't creep <laughs> in or, or we don't just give in you know and so uh it's it's it, it definitely is you know needs god's wisdom to do it but um yeah thank god we've been set free thank god yeah. uh any kc updates well you know hey we're heading up after this week we're gonna have uh palm sunday a week from sunday mm -hmm. and with that our maundy thursday service is going to be thursday night we cannot wait for that that's april 1st uh Good day to have Monday, yep. Thursday. And then uh, it looks like uh, for Easter, we're going to start off with a sunrise service at 7 and breakfast afterwards. So excited about that. And then uh, a 10 o'clock service. So uh, th those are the big things. Um, in April, uh, there's going to be a time, the 18th, we're going to start doing an evening um, teaching time, which we're real excited about. So more information to come about that. But um, love it. Hey, I just got, uh, we got new notebooks and pens for our, our, our guest bag. So, uh, we should be in good shape. Give them some easy. good gifts. Exactly. It's all about the gifts. <laughs> all about the gifts. Look at Grace here on my dog. Is she enjoying Casey Corner? Yeah, she is passed out of there on the couch. <laughs> oh my goodness. She could not care less. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Grace. This is good stuff. She's celebrating her freedom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a nap. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's all I got. Well, see it's good to Sunday. see you, Brooks. Blessings to you. See you.